welcome to another episode of Kung Fu. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I just started uh, recording DJs again after being kind of on hiatus for a while because I had so many episodes queued up. And um, the first time I did it, I got to the end and I was like, wait, what is the outro to this podcast? I know I do. Damn, I should have written this. And, like, and, I, and I narrated the entire thing. So the guest was cracking up. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to edit this to sound good now. So yeah. I'll just lean into it. <laughs> like, welcome to a creepy and necessary skeleton. No, that's not right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hunks and bones. No. <laughs> Hunks and bones. I don't, I don't know. That actually uh, yeah, that's, that's a... You could use that somewhere. Toss that in the uh, Discord. <laughs> hunks and bones. Let's see. Image new, results for hunks new, and bones. Uh, yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> oh god. New. It's a new Please. fanfic. That could be the one that Chris writes. Wow. This is. <laughs> Did wow. you look it up? That doesn't even <laughs> oh, sound yeah, safe. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> um, this is the first result for hunks and bones that I'm gonna throw in the chat here, and it's it sure is something. <laughs> that's oh, neither that's... hunks nor bones. That's, I know that's uh... rag, rag and bone man. Yeah, yeah he's, that's... He's, <laughs> he's always on the radio over here. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get down. Right, to what it. we doing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, take three. Are you talking let's about? Do this. Hey. All right. To another episode of Monster Dear Monster. I'm your host, Dave, and as always, I'm joined by Matt. How's it going, Matt? Hello. Glad to be here. Um, I've been busy trying to fight a fly in this room, but I think I won. So I've sort of been monster slaying prior to ah. recording this. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi catching it with some chopsticks. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's going to be a spin off show called Matt vs. Fly. <laughs> man versus wild man versus fly. Uh, several sequels, I'm sure you can put in there. Yeah, um, he wanted to be a co-host, but I told him not. <laughs> you told him no, no slap. No. Did you tell uh, him to buzz off? Oh, oh it started already. <laughs> oh, with the puns. Um, Cameron, Cameron's here too. How, how's it going? Uh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> uh, I am. Um, I'm preparing to enter my cocoon to await the release of a particular video game, so, uh, which I will not mention so as not to date this episode. Uh, but bring on Tuesday night. Definitely. Waiting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's your fate, as some might say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, and we have a special guest. Um, Mr. Jeremy Greer. Uh, how's it going, Jeremy? It's going great. Um, I'm here to talk about some monsters, which I, I love and adore, and uh, I'm very grateful that you're having me. Thank you for letting me guest. Yeah, and uh, thanks for you know doing your many podcasts, which uh, invariably inspired us to, to start this one. So <laughs> it's a uh, full circle. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's uh, podca- podcasting is a contagious disease, and all you have to do is, is just hear it once, and then you're either going to die in seven days, or you're going to start your own podcast. <laughs> or start seven podcasts. Or start seven, seven podcasts, if you're yes. an absolute crazy person. Um, 
So you have to you have to get someone else to start a podcast, and when that podcast shuts down, you have a limited amount of time to get someone else to start another podcast, and you keep doing this until you die. Yes. So just, just imagine the virus. <laughs> If any of you have seen It Follows, it works. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's It's an STD. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's an audio so, transmitted disease. Yeah. So oh, are we are uh, we infecting the listeners right now as they listen to this? We are. are it's it's a meme. Um, uh, have, have any of you guys ASMR on this? We can yeah. infect somebody. Has anyone seen um, Pontypool? Oh, I have. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like that. It's an audio transmitted thing. Oh. Meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's a meme. There we go. Podcast zombies. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so make that the episode. Well, 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 nothing well, 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 yeah, that's what we're going to talk about now. <laughs> yep. That's how we do. It's a monster. We're all yeah. monsters. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> what are we taking a look at, guys? Um, Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Um, Yay. As a matter of fact. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I was super excited uh, when this finally uh, made its Western release um, mm. last month, uh, actually. Are we in September? I don't even know. Is it se- yeah, it's September now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, in August, it uh, it hit Western shores, at least in the, in the U.S. I think it's still in uh, uh, up in the air for the, for the U.K. Yeah, December yeah. over here. Not too far away. Not too far away. Yeah. Put it on the Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Everybody should get a copy. Everyone should. Yeah, get this movie. they should. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like they should. Um, like if you've ever watched a horror movie in your life, you should just receive a copy of this in the mail. Like I don't know if we could set that up like a like a public service somehow, but like oh, just an opt in. Yeah. We'll like set in, up in a the States, Patreon. When I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So please, uh, please let us buy so many copies of Shin Godzilla to give them to everyone. Yeah, yeah. at the one dollar well, month like, sort of... you get to choose. Exactly. Yeah, that's an idea. I mean, it could be like a propaganda thing where we sort of say, if you, if you don't buy it for your kids, you hate them. And, you know, just be quite, <laughs> quite brutal with it. But <laughs> it's all part I mean, of national service, really. I mean, you, you could technically, I mean, you could pay it forward. What's nice is a lot of the mm. Blu ray releases um, are uh, packaged with a, a DVD uh, copy as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can give someone the, the lesser version. Enjoy the lower take, take quality. This, take this trash quality movie away from me. I don't want it in my house anymore, Dad. I, I can only watch this at 1080p. Anything less makes my yeah. eyes bleed. It'd be a nice little film to watch on Christmas Day. Gather the family round. Say, look, you know, come on, let's all watch a bit of Shin Godzilla. He's got red on him. <laughs> a terrifying disaster film. Yeah. Uh. We uh. We host Christmas every year for a couple of friends and my father-in-law. And uh, every year I queue up like five Christmas-themed horror movies. Um, mm. And nice. every oh, year everybody does. opts not to watch them. And I'm always so disappointed. Oh, <laughs> man. There's, there's a bunch oh, of like Nobody wants Christmas. to watch Santa Claus, um, C-L-A-W-S. Yes. I'm like, why yes. not? It seems well, so it's like that Krampus one as well. Krampus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we actually uh, have a Krampus tree topper at our house. Oh, yeah? That's cool. <laughs> did, you, nice. did you watch... Um, Oh man, the, the the one with Goldberg that was great. Mm, I don't know that one. You gotta check it out. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. It's um, it's Goldberg is Santa Claus, and he's he's wrecking shop. It's awesome. We're we're already we're already sorting out our Christmas episode. Oh yeah, already. hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm he, he's a beast in that movie. We'll do it. Yeah. Every oh, episode we do in December. I guess I'm. I don't know. I didn't know who. Um, 
Bill Goldberg was. I thought you were talking about Whoopi Goldberg. No, so. uh, yeah, I guess I should have specified. It's 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 Bill Goldberg. But I also would have watched ex- with Whoopi Goldberg. You had me extremely excited for. Oh, sorry, I let you down. In a horror themed Christmas. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi just shows up. Uh, it's like it's the sequel to Theodore Rex, but it's for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> not the sequel to Sister Act or something like that. Sequel to Sister <laughs> Act. That, would, that, would, that would be that would be the on in the This is the kind of uh, Sister Act lore I could really get into. I'm hundred percent. Yeah, and then you can make a podcast about it, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the Hellraiser movies went into some weird directions. So, like, let's get Sister acting on that. Let's have a crossover. <laughs> let's get into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just have to. It's just Sister Act. I guess what was did you do number three? So back in the habit, and then they may have done a third one. Mm. But if not, number four has to be Sister Act in space because that's what happens. When you do number <laughs> yeah, four. that's the rule. Yeah, yeah. that is the rule. Ah, the. Okay, so none of this is dealing with Godzilla, but it's all it's all gold. This is what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, this is why we have yeah. you. <laughs> so we can talk about everything, everything else. else. Not, not Godzilla. <laughs> oh man, I'm just just don't mind me. I'm over here writing a script so that I can try to sell this to Whoopi later. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. You said you love this movie, but you're you're doing everything to not talk about it. I know. I'm just it. derailing us constantly. This is this is what I do. You guys don't realize that uh, Chris, on, is, which is my other co-host, um, is usually the one that keeps me on track. So I'm I'm so sorry. Like I'll just derail us constantly. No, it's fine. Um, it's it's good fun. I mean, that's why that's why we do this. Talk about some monsters. Thank you so and much have some fun. for letting me guest on this episode, though, because uh, when I first watched this movie, it was at um, I, I know all of you know CJ from the Twin Humanities yeah. podcast, mm. Call yeah. of Jesus. Um, I watched this, and it was around the same time that he was getting me into the. Um, oh, he's going to be disappointed that I've ar- that just completely blanked on the name. Not was the, it not the Ultraman, Power Gamera, stuff. Ultraman stuff. Yeah, yeah thank Ultraman. you. We know. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry, CJ. I just blanked completely. <laughs> um, but like, I right after this, I watched uh, Attack on Titan, um, the, oh, the live man. action version nice. of that, and because um, I was, I'm just so much in love with these practical special effects that they do in mm, this movie. Yeah. I just, I am. It's so to. It's just such a like breath of fresh air coming out of like the Hollywood, um, you know, five star action packed CG mm. Michael Bay type stuff where you can barely see anything going on in the screen. Where this is just crisp and clean. It looks cool. It's just so awesome. So I think I was like raving about it on Twitter, and you guys were like, "You should, you should come on the podcast." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I should come on the podcast. Let's do it." <laughs> we made it happen. Yeah, and we did. Follow your dreams. Sorry, you guys explicit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. We uh, Jake. Fix that for us, like yes, yeah. we invited yeah, him on. Right. He, he, just started, he just started cursing up a storm, so good, good, we good. are now okay, explicit. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Great, oh, we yeah. swear now. Oh, I guess. Yeah, we've been explicit for like since Bloodborne. I didn't even get a memo of that. Oh, Dave, you've no idea how goddamn hard that's been for me. I work with kids, and that's hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know, keeping us family friendly, guys. Just keeping yeah, our no, audience no. broad. But that's that's um, gone, though. That's out the door. No, it is. You can say whatever you want. Oh, well, not whatever. Great. I can. Have, I, you know, I, 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 it's, it's great. It's, 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 
no, you know, finding out something out that you just you can't wait. Like I can now say, <laughs> Shin Godzilla is fucking awesome. <laughs> you can. Oh, 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 there we go. Oh. I'm, gonna ble- I'm gonna bleep that uh, just because. <laughs> yeah, just I'll just start randomly bleeping words, and you'll think we're like really filthy, but it's just that aren't talk. swear words. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to bleep Godzilla, and then no one's going to know what we're talking about. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, I won't. That takes that too long. I don't have time for that. No, no. So, so, so that Godzilla chap. Yeah, so what about yeah. Godzilla? Um, <laughs> we, we've done this before with some of the, uh, the games that we've covered. Uh, Jeremy, when did you get into Godzilla? Is it just this film? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. So, uh... As a kid, I was just like, I don't want to say I was obsessed with it, but it was it was something that you could put me in front of, and I would just instantly have all of my attention focused on. Um, I I didn't get a lot of chances to watch it. Like I, I grew up in the South, and uh, we didn't have like cable or anything. Yeah. So it was pretty much just like VCR rentals from the local video store. It wasn't even a blockbuster. Like I, that was like where I consumed most of my movies from. And, uh, just some like mom and pop shop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like you could rent a Sega Genesis for a hundred bucks at this place. Like it was one of those stores. <laughs> um, nice. My grandmother, God bless her, would let me rent anything that I wanted to, and uh, I would, especially as a young kid, like Godzilla versus Megalon, uh, all of those old Godzilla movies. Just consume them. I would eat them up. I loved them so much. And then I kind of just forgot about Godzilla for a long, long time until uh, the 1998 movie came out. Mm. Was, um, yeah. And it just moved out of my house. <laughs> and um, I just remember like there being so much hype around the bringing Godzilla back. And uh, that movie has a lot of flaws. <laughs> it does, mm. including a really egregious uh, cover of a Led Zeppelin song by P. Diddy, which is just like, <laughs> blasphemous in my house, basically. Wow, um, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Nothing like cashmere via Diddy to really like sell your movie. Um, anyway, um, and then a few years back, my sister was down, and uh, one of her friends had come with her. And it's a Sunday morning. We're all kind of hungover from hanging out and partying the night before. I think it was my wife's birthday, and uh, we're just on the couch flicking through channels. And there's all of these. There's a Godzilla marathon on, and. I guess at some point I had just never seen this, but it was when Godzilla got super crazy and they started having like fairies and everything. Uh. Like it just, it was bonkers. <laughs> I had never seen this stuff before, but I was totally in love with it. I started looking up like the history of Godzilla and everything. And then um, again, just kind of let it fall to the wayside. I think it, I probably just started playing dark souls instead of watching Godzilla movies. And then, uh, yeah, then I started hearing about Shin Godzilla via Twitter and everybody was raving about it. And uh, the U S version that just came out, the U S remake, I, I thought was okay. Uh, there was a couple of cool parts in it, but I, I didn't really feel like it was that great. And then I saw this, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this feels like a connection to my to the Godzilla movies of my youth, right? Like this feels like so good and pure in a way." And then all of this weird political stuff around it that I've seen totally turn people off. But I I guess and it's probably just a function of me being kind of old. But I I am way into the political stuff on this. Uh, I mentioned in the green room that if I was an aspiring video editor, like I would take that movie in the loop and just try to splice it into this as the American side of what's going on in this and just have Peter Capaldi just screaming curse words at everybody and, <laughs> because Godzilla is attacking Tokyo. Right. And I think it would fit like with all yeah. of the weird political machinations that they do, uh, it would, it would fit. So yeah, it's, I, I have a history with Godzilla. It's not, I don't have Godzilla posters on my wall, but it, it's a monster that I've always enjoyed. And anytime I see him on, like I, I'll, I'll make sure that I try to watch it. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I mean, you can always remedy that. I'm sure there's some cool posters for Shin Godzilla. <laughs> you know, um, I have just finished remodeling my podcast room, and uh, I have a ton of art that I've been buying over the last couple of years that I haven't had a home for. So now I'm like going through the process of framing everything, and I'm just already thinking like, I'm just going to cover the walls with cool art. <laughs> like you're not going to like spend all this time painting the walls. You're not going to be able to see the paint because it's going to be wall to wall posters. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is the ultimate aim for us to have a podcast room. We've heard it oh, here, lads. God. You know, you know when you've made it. When you get to Jeremy's status, you have a podcast room. I mean, there's a bed behind me, so like, don't, 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 don't let me pretend that it's like a uh, like a man cave. Or as much as I dislike that term, like it's not. It's like there's like people will sleep in here over Christmas or whatever. Like it's a guest bedroom mm. that has two giant desks on it that I can podcast from it. Do, do they end up being on the podcast as well? <laughs> well while you're while you're sleeping, while you're, man, while you're here, <laughs> would you like to guest on? <laughs> I was uh I was listening to Bean Jim Davis the other day. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that podcast, but uh they record that actually using video so they can see one another talk, which is very distracting. And uh one of the guys was like, Who is that person that's in your bed? And the, the other guy was like, Oh, he's just a friend of mine passed out. And he's like, He's right there. I'm not gonna be able to not look at him. He's directly behind you. <laughs> There's a man sleeping in your room while you're podcasting. No, no, that's this is really just a guest bedroom that we have set up so that I can record and yeah. be in the way. So, yeah, I know. We'll see how that goes. I know um, Discord is uh, looking to roll out some the, the video chat mm. function. Yeah, um, it is. But yeah, I think that would just be like ridiculously like distracting. Uh, oh yeah, I don't want to look at you guys. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm to talk to you. <laughs> We're about the audio, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're we're an audio transmitted disease, not a video. Yeah, yeah disease. That's right. Because um, <laughs> this would be a pretty bad disease. No one needs to see me hanging out here with my nappy beard. <laughs> it's not. It's what not y'all? Are, you, are, are y'all into Godzilla? Like, did you watch it when you were young, like me? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, probably the same same way. I mean, we're we're roughly the same age, so. Came into the the VHS like Betamax Zilla, <laughs> watching <laughs> watching old. Uh, I think maybe it used to come on. Um, uh, eventually, like TNT and stuff would do like little reruns. Uh, but I had a, yeah. a buddy that was like super into it um, when I was in elementary school, and uh, I, I'd go, you know, we'd go hang out to, to play or whatever, and he would just like let's watch Godzilla. I'm like. Again, <laughs> I only watched Mothra so many times, guy. Um, but, you know, it was cool. I, I've always loved, like, the, the practical effects um, angle, uh, like, like you mentioned, Jeremy. And uh, th- this is definitely um, watching uh, Godzilla vs. King or King Kong vs. Godzilla. Uh, some of the older films that we've covered um, really, like, got me back into watching, like, the, the little models and practical effects and just watching them blow up uh, – stuff and just having a blast you know making these movies i was i was a, a bit um, limited oh sorry Karen. Uh, i was just if you're if you're into that there's a there's a documentary that uh cj sent me that's uh about this um uh, studio that does all this stuff and seeing these guys meticulously create like you know a clothesline with clothes hanging off of it between buildings just for it to be completely destroyed is like it's a it's a it's a way of creating art and not caring about the art that you create, except to for it to serve its purpose, that I find absolutely fascinating. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's like, like very like Buddhist recording a podcast and then deleting it. So <laughs> <can do> it. <laughs> it's like a it's a mandala that you just like 
you know, these guys sit down in hours and hours with a little sand, pipe it, and then just wipe it. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> just delete the podcast. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, there was a, a really good uh, uh, book on um, essays on Godzilla uh, and all, like, the various films. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll toss a link in the... And then either one of the show notes in uh, the chat, so you guys can take a look at that. It's um, it's really well done. It was uh, they're, they're sort of dissertations on the themes in Godzilla, and um, also talking about like the, the effects and whatnot. Uh, Cameron, uh, what what about you? Uh, well, I am the uh, the baby Godzilla of the group here. Um, <laughs> I'm considerably younger than the rest of you, uh, so actually. We've already mentioned it, but my first encounter with Godzilla was with that um, fated, now cursed, 1998 <laughs> New York reboot, <laughs> which I, as a young child, adored, obviously, because it was a big monster stomping on things. <laughs> uh, and also because I was a dinosaur child, and it was a big dinosaur walking around stomping on things. Um, and also my friend got me a lovely plush of that Godzilla, but it was really weird because the head and the arms were this hard, cold, painted plastic, and the rest of it was this really nice plush. So I'd cuddle it, and it'd be, oh, it's really, really soft, and I'm getting, you know, an arm in my ear or something just poking me really hard on the side of the head. Um, <laughs> so it's like cuddling real Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's mostly soft and comfortable because he's a big, fat boy, obviously. But then, like, the arms and the head are kind of sharp and pokey. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, once I got a little older, um, and, I mean, that one didn't deal with, like, the thematic seriousness of Godzilla or anything. But, you know, I got a little older. I studied literature in high school. And um, we did some stuff on, like, monsters in Western literature. And during some research from an essay, I looked at uh, how monsters were used to convey themes in other cultures and, like, Japanese film came up through the glory that is uh, the Wikipedia search hole. Uh, you know, you just keep going deeper and deeper into Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> and I learned about all the other versions of Godzilla, which I hadn't really known about because I hadn't cared to think about anything other than that now retroactively god-awful 1998 film. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it really struck me because, you know, there I was literally doing a class with you got to look into the deep meaning and symbolism of things and here's this really cool monster that actually has a fair bit of meaning and symbolism behind it especially with the reasons why the first film was made and stuff um and so you know i got into it through that uh you know watched a bit more for the podcast obviously some of the older films um and yeah shin godzilla came around and i got really excited because it was like a sort of a modern reboot of the original and I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> um, Matt, how about you? Well, I'm, I'm sort of, I suppose a combination of, of the reasons you guys have said, you know, what in your backgrounds, cause it's a bit, it's a difficult over here in the UK cause we're a bit limited with what we get. Uh, even growing up, it was a real struggle to, you know, see some of these movies, uh, especially some of the, the B movie type ones. Uh, I think I, from memory, I came across the, you know, any of the gods at all Kaiju films, you know, going to an old, uh, video rental store, you know, I, I was me, like I had a, when I was in my teens, uh, me and a friend, I was used to go on a Friday night to a local video store, um, and just literally just, we just do it off the cover, you know, we'd go, right, what are we going to watch? That looks, that looks rubbish. Let's watch it. You know, just, just have a laugh really. That's how I discovered, um, 
Brain Dead, if anyone's watching, you know, the um, horror film by... Dead, Dead Alive? Well, that's the US the, release, I think. The, yeah, the, the one, the Peter Jackson one. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. with the, um, yeah. the lawnmower? Mm-hmm. Yes, the lawnmower one, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, that is, that, that is one of my favourite films ever. And I, like I said, I would never probably ever got watching it if I had actually gone, that cover looks amazing, and just took it off the shelf. So that's sort of how I ended up watching uh, some of these movies, you know, in the past. And, and sort of now... now we're over here in the UK. We're discovering a lot of these. I mean, you should have seen it when we got Power Rangers over here. It was amazing. Oh, they, they were, you know, people were losing, losing their shit over it, really. But it, it's, it's. So we're, we're sort, of, like I said, playing a bit of catch up on these. So it's only really, you know, since uh, as an adult, and obviously for the podcast, I'm getting around to to watching any of these. And you know, so far they've been a, a mixed bag. I mean, they've all been enjoyable to talk about. Um, but you know the actual quality's been, like I said, been very uh, yeah mixed. But I said now watching Shin Godzilla, I love this one. This is by far been has been my favourite Godzilla related movie so far. I think it's fantastic. Like like Cameron said, it's it's obviously a, a modern you know reboot of the of the old ones. It's you know it's keeping it you know old school, but you know with obviously new, newer themes on it, but. For me, it's actually Godzilla himself in this one. He looks awesome in this one. You know, mm-hmm. the, just the way he's designed. You know, the, his attacks. I mean, I know we'll cover. We'll get onto that shortly. Oh. But he is awesome in this one. He is. This is the one. It felt like we were talking about merchandise before we started. This is. The, this would be the figure I'd buy. You know, of all the Godzilla figurines you'd probably see, this this Shin Godzilla would be the one I'd get. Uh, it, that's a that's a hint. If my wife ever watched the episode, <laughs> <So, laughs> nudge nudge. When it, when it ends up in my badger cave, you were like, "Where the hell did you get that from?" <laughs> so, well, it's a you know birthday present to me. <laughs> yeah, happy oh, birthday yeah. to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tossed um, two links in the, in the in the chat. There's the mm. the kaiju film. That's the critical look with the essays. Um, and then the other one is a, it's a comic book. It's called Godzilla in Hell. It's basically um, uh, Dante's Inferno, but with Godzilla, and it's awesome. What? Yes. Oh my god. Oh wow. Okay. Now, there's like, aside from I think a narrative paragraph, there's no dialogue. It's it's mm. just purely visual. But man, they put a lot of effort into making this like crazy vistas of hell, and Godzilla just mowing through it it's it's good stuff <laughs> i see the paperbacks really get going quite cheap as well mm. only uh, two thousand dollars yeah wow <laughs> oh, don't buy that no <laughs> i do want to uh give us wow. a special shout out uh I've, I've mentioned cj a couple of times but um he, he really got me mm. As I was talking about Shane Godzilla, he got me into talk, to watching this stuff, and he recommended uh, Godzilla X Mecha Godzilla hmm. from 2003. Are hmm. you guys familiar with this movie? Uh, I, I think I bought it, but it's in my backlog of stuff I'll eventually yeah. watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I have heard it's, only good things, but haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's similar to Mecha, it's similar to Shin Godzilla in that like the main focus isn't necessarily Godzilla; it's kind of the stuff that's around Godzilla, and um, it's just notable because it has a, a female protagonist that is just amazing and there's no there's no bullshit with it or excuse me there's no there's no bull with it right like there's um it's gonna be really hard to censor myself y'all <laughs> I'm not gonna uh, no we were no 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 you got three you want well yeah, no not whatever that, but 
Yeah, you're good. Like she yeah. doesn't have a uh, like a romantic interest. Like there's a guy that keeps you know kind of subtly hinting that he wants to be with her, and the guy's daughter is like, "Hey, leave her alone." <laughs> like, <what are> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's if, good. If you can it's find nice that one. It's, that. Yeah, it's 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 it's, a, it's another good one. So I just wanted to call it out since uh, I, I forgot to mention it during my Godzilla history. Oh, cool. Oh, and I guess um, right. speaking of uh, CJ, he was talking a lot of sugar about the um, the. 90s um gamera reboot um i did pick all those up and those are eventually on a list and we'll we'll see about uh um putting some feelers out and see if he wants to guest on those because we'll talk about gamera three movies yeah yeah, jeremy put good word in yeah i'll I'll, I'll send a send a message (laughs) anyway godzilla um yeah yeah, so as I think we hinted, uh, a large chunk of Shin Godzilla is it's it's a political drama. Um, the the movie itself um, comes on the heels of two large uh, unfortunate disasters um, in Japan, uh, r- real world disasters. There was the um, uh, 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 yeah the, yeah, the Fukushima Daiichi um, uh, meltdown. Disaster, yeah. Yep, um, and then there was some some floodings, uh, tidal waves, and there, the I guess tsunami. after the Tohoku, yep. the earthquake and tsunami. So this that like lo- sort of lays the groundwork and the actual real world government responses and the the bureaucracy that's just tied up in its own crap. <laughs> it's just yeah. it, it yeah. can't get anything done because they have to have. Uh, meetings to talk about holding meetings. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and the movie deals with this and it's addressing and it's not even a, it's, a, it's not even really a satire. It's just <clears throat> lambasting like these stupid uh, bureaucratic uh, processes that they have to deal with to get anything done. And that's, that's what the movie is kind of about. Uh, and we, we've discussed before um, in the, in the other uh, films when Godzilla appears, um, he represents something like there's a, it's either going to represent like nature or he's representing, um, you know, man's folly with uh, nuclear weaponry. Um, in, in this movie, he's both. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like the ultimate, this is the ultimate Godzilla. Like if you never watch another movie or if you haven't seen one, like go in and watch this. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Because he's, horrifying like this is not a you don't want this godzilla to come to town you know (laughs) i don't want this godzilla to come to my sim city town but yeah no he wrecks (laughs) shop and it's all all kinds of crazy um you mentioned it's terrifying a lot of that is to do with the visual design of the monster yeah Uh, yeah it looks it looks scary to the point that it's almost ridiculous yeah it loops back around to scary from ridiculous, which is hard to do because yeah. so many horror movies are laughable if you are in the wrong environment, right? Like uh, Jake talks a lot about how his wife cracks up. Our former guest of the show, Jake Lionheart, talks about his you know wife cracking up when some dude's head gets like cut off because it's so ridiculous and it's supposed to be horrifying. <laughs> the way the monster design is on this, like with these giant, huge, like kind of blank eyes at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's like you kind of want to laugh at it, but then you realize like it's 
burrowing up a river and just demolishing all of this property and killing people. And like, you see a family die in this, like they don't show it, but it's, you know, he knocks mm. over a building as a mom and a dad are trying to grab a baby and run. He just knocks the building over. Like it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Just the, the scale of destruction um, he's capable of, and it's not malicious. He's just walking like forward, <laughs> like <laughs> walking ever forward and just crushing everything um so so we you mentioned that he's uh has a different appearance in this um kind of has that sort of blank those fish eyes is what they what they gave him that have that kind of uh glazed like almost like a dead fish or if you pull it out of the water it's what it looks like Mm. um what did you guys think when he when you first shows up uh personally i didn't even realize that that was godzilla i thought that was going to be some monster (laughs) he was going to fight because he didn't look like it's not the Godzilla we all, you know, know and love uh, growing up. <laughs> yeah, he he, so he looks uh, uh, again a bit quite, especially the, the one that comes out uh, on the on the land first of all, because you you see him briefly in the water, don't you? Where he's you just see a tail, don't you? Yeah. And when he and when he comes ashore, and that that first scene where you see him dra- literally dragging himself through the um, the city streets. He he looks quite comedic, really, but then he's that sort of where part of him looks quite funny, almost like you said, laughable. But then there's that hot, like Jeremy just said, where it's that combination of horror and and laughing at the same time. Where he's because obviously he's at this point he's evolved, or he's going through the evolution process, but he's got you know he's he's got deformed arms, well arms that are not even formed yet at that point. He's got really big stubby. Uh, back hind legs at that point he's dragging himself along the ground he's got those, like you said he's got those vacant eyes which i think are actually probably one of the most prominent things that you see um throughout the whole process with him um you know he's got his, his stereotypical um dorsal plates that you see in most of it other films that he's been in but it's it's that he looks like he's out even though like i said he's just walking or dragging himself along he he looks out of control at that point, he's you know he's literally just smashing his way through. He you know he you, you he almost looks like he's a bit at this point. You think is he a bit lost? Is he you know what is he actually doing? But you know, but then you've got that moment which I think for me then pushed it towards a horror element where you you see the blood pouring out of his gills and things like that. You know where he's actually trying to he's evolving from a, a sea animal you know creature to a land creature. And I think ultimately that it it, it has lots of levels of of what it's trying to show it's trying to show that you know like i said the evolution process the the horror element it is vaguely amusing in its in its own bizarre way um but it as a visual presence it's massive that blood gushing from the mm. first stage of the monster as it starts to change is one of the more disturbing things in this movie. definitely i was um i was i was worried that it was going to be a lot of that like it was going to be lean towards uh, a lot of gore and mm-hmm. I'm a horror movie fan I don't, I don't mind gore that much but I find it's it's drastically overused especially in bad horror movies um, and there's <laughs> a certain appeal to that like there's there's a certain part of us that, that likes that kind of stuff but I was worried they would they would lean hard into that and they don't it only comes up a couple of times and when it does it's extremely effective mm, yeah no I, I really like the way they've done Godzilla through this especially with this sort of first proper appearance like before this you see sort of just the tail rising out of the water again with this sort of just ring of 
blood in the water as it sort of steams up. But um, uh, watching this, I got this really weird sense of like, this is the first time I've seen a film that's done like an eldritch abomination style thing almost really, really well. Because it's just, it's this big, dumb, idiot god thing trying to crawl its way up a river. And in the process, it's bleeding everywhere. It's creating this flood of boats and trash. And it's just destroying everything. And like, you know, over the course of the rest of the film, Godzilla changes and that plays a part in it too. But it's something about those giant, completely blank eyes and the way it kind of just wobbles side to side slightly to try and keep its balance as it kind of crouches low and just almost almost crawls along. It's really, really, really creepy, actually. Mm. I normally don't get too creeped out by horror film stuff, but this really got to me. Yeah, you, you feel... Well, I did, anyway. There's that bit where he, he's trying to go on his hind legs and he ends up... Mm sort of trying to use a building to support himself yeah. and he ends up just crashing down on his stomach, doesn't he? It's, you know, he's, mm. he almost, like, he's a bit, like I said a bit earlier, just, he's like, he's lost. He's just trying to, he's trying to, you know, obviously he's going through this evolution process, which is obviously taking, you know, a lot of impact on his, on his, you know, the, his physicality. And it, it, yeah, it's, it's a, a very, very odd visual thing to see. You sort of, you know, as well as the chaos that he's causing, it's, it, they're almost running in parallel with each other where you've got the the city and the country and the big wigs all like wondering what on earth is going on because obviously it's nowhere and almost Godzilla doesn't know what's going on as well he, <laughs> you know the the chaos that's happening it's 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 a weird parallel yeah mm. and then um Jeremy you mentioned practical effects versus um you know the glut of cg so godzilla in this movie he's it's a cg creature um they mm. they use motion capture uh to provide the movement for when he's walking but in this first form um they went i think out of their way uh to pay homage to the old like rubber suits so they're they're not using that that instantly a crutch but they're they're eschewing practical effects for cg in the case of godzilla but it looks like it could have been a puppet or a giant rubber suit. They they make it look like that, which is I thought was mm-hmm. cool. Mm. You know that this isn't like a big CG spectacle, um, like that we get in um, every movie. Well, yeah, all the other movies, <laughs> but uh, like Pacific Rim. I mean, they used some um, maquettes and things for those, but th- this is that it's hewing away from realism and more toward that, like a fantastical uh, creature. So uh, unlike um, maybe the, the new um, Kong skull Island where it's again, CG, but like uber realistic, I guess that's uh, the, that way to workshop just a really nice um, vision, I guess, to bring something to life. This looks ridiculous, but <laughs> It, 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 because, yeah, because of what it's doing, you, you're you sort of put that aside, and, and it, yeah, that's what brings that horror. It's sort of like that co- cognitive dissonance um, going. Yeah, this looks funny, but it's doing a you know, it's a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man idea where it, it's, <laughs> that was the most horrifying thing you could think of. But yeah, it's still destroying the city, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, they they sort of they add to that by. Some of the uh, some of the dialogues sort of almost mocks 
uh, Godzilla at that point because the, there's a point where I think that um, that woman scientist that's part of that crack team to uh, get their head around uh, Godzilla. She, you know, they make a point that that gills make make him aquatic and legs like a lungfish, and then she makes a point that that he's got he's got fin like feet, which makes it impossible for him to come ashore. Um, obviously, this is while he's he's still in the water that you know he can't support his own weight. You know, they're almost saying you know there's you know they're going yeah he's fine he's not gonna, he's not going to come ashore. Can't even stand on legs. And then obviously there's the other, you know, few people there going, well, no, I think he probably can. He's sort of, you know, it, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to find out in a minute. Um, you know, it's, and it literally happens of, while they're announcing it to, to the public. Yeah. Well, it, oh, it'll never come on land. Don't worry yeah. about it. Hold, hold on. Oh. He, what, what are you saying? Yeah. Oh, shit. He's we'll on the land. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to go. And, they, you know, there's, again, another point where they're saying, oh, he's, you know, he's, when he's dragging himself through, he's going at a speed of, like, 13 kilometers per hour. Oh, he's quite, you know, he's quite slow, you know. But then they then say, like, well, yeah, but you'll trample through Tokyo in three hours. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, so there's one side that are mocking him and the other side that go, nah, I think you need to give him the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> so it is quite funny. Mm. So that's his his first form. Um, he evolves. Well, you know, I, I can't even say abnormally fast because that's not enough of an indication <laughs> of how quickly he'll change. You know, he he does make his way back out to into the, to the bay and um, reemerges sometime later in a greater, bigger, larger form. Um, <clears throat> and still, <throat> still, this isn't the the Godzilla that we we're used to. There's something a little bit off. Um, at, at this point I was like, okay, yeah, I guess that wasn't another monster that was in fact Godzilla. I mean, they don't, they don't name him mm. uh, until a little bit later in the film. So yeah. this is a little bit more clearly um, going to become uh, Godzilla and still has that like goofy eyed stare, but it's a little bit more, I guess, concrete, a little bit more focused. And mm. he definitely looks a lot angrier. Um, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he turns red. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he goes from green to red, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I, 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 I'd forgotten about that. You guys would know better than me. Does Does Godzilla do this evolution thing in other Godzilla movies? Because this, no. I felt like I had no, this seen is this the only one. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, so this was, totally this was something that I was fascinated with was... You know, because Godzilla itself is kind of an allegory for, um, you know, just the dangers of nuclear weapons proliferation and, like, this this slow, steady climb to, like, pure Godzilla or whatever was just fascinating to me. Like, seeing this creature transform multiple times and then at one point in the movie transforms and then just, like, has to stop because it doesn't have enough energy left. It's like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I got to just stay still for a little while. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, it's funny, but it's also, like, the, the way they do these huge skylines um, and these huge, like these giant wide shots. And you can just see like, there's a, there's a scene where it's a normal street, but in the distance you just see like a frozen Godzilla. And that's mm. terrifying. Like it's such a, it's such an effective way to do it. But like the monster design, I just can't get over it. I'm just gushing over it. I'll probably keep doing it this entire podcast, but it's yeah. so well, it's good. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so Fantastic. great. Yeah. I mean, I he, I guess as an, as a, parallel to a natural disaster when he's inert um that's i guess the same feeling you could think of uh maybe mount fuji or an inactive volcano 
mm. or I guess an active volcano that's just dormant. That's that's what that is. It's that potential uh, for destruction that you know is there, but it's it's frozen uh, for for a moment. Um, but it could happen at any time. He could literally erupt and, and destroy the city. So that makes it worse, I guess. And, and the fact that he's uh, so many st- stories tall, he's, he's huge. Mm. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of science in this one as well, isn't there? Compared to some of the others, it's it's. I think what's quite good for anyone that's not really seen either any of the Godzilla movies or only seen very little of them, you do get a lot of lore and a lot of background in this film. And again, particularly with the science side of things, you, you know, you're getting explanations, explanations about, you know, where they talk about his nuclear fissure, fission energy inside, you know, about him having a reactor in, in the, you know, in himself. And, you know, it, I think it's quite, I mean, again, it depends if it interests you or not. I, th- I found it fascinating. I mean, I'm, I'm basing it on the fact that a lot of things they say are quite true that, you know, that, that if this was a real situation, this is, you know, I know obviously there is, you know, obviously embellishment and, you know, there's sort of elements in him that don't exist and, you know, and the mutation, but it's the fact that it, it, that's what adds to the horror that, you know, the amount of times the, you know, the biologist there is saying that, you know, he could, he could do anything. He could, you know, he could grow wings. He could, you know I mean? It's like when they're realizing the actual true terror, it, it actually becomes, like we said before, a bit more of a horror movie because a lot of these, you know, even though, the Godzilla film movies can be sometimes seen as horror films, which to me, they're not particularly, they're more, you know, blockbusters and such like, whereas this, you know, you actually think, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the devastation he could cause is, is, like I said, almost unlimited. And I think that's mentioned a few times in the film. It, it um, is. Yeah. And like the, it's, it's just, I completely lost my train of thought. That's great. Sorry, <laughs> Dave. For, that for the first time. <laughs> 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 um, man, there was something I was going to say based on what you what you just said, and I cannot remember it for the life of me. That's embarrassing. Uh, That's right. Evolution. Somebody please know. save me. Evol- yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, that that threat, that possibility. I mean, they bring it up like he could literally just be immortal. We might not be able to do yeah. anything. Um, yeah. And they find out uh, really quickly that their um, you know their their Vulcan miniguns, their um, their missiles they, they, they doesn't do anything to Godzilla. Literally, they spend time mm. saying, "Oh, we just spent like uh, twelve hundred rounds just bounced off of Godzilla." Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's that. Um, there's that really great shot where they do the um, the F two bombers just drop like four four bombs on. Them. They just kind of bounce slightly, like three <laughs> feet off his skin, and go off, and he just keeps walking. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't even make him mad. He's just like. No just dusting mm. off his shoulder like like what <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep walking <laughs> matt you mentioned the uh the, like the science aspect of this and um, mm. how it's it, the, the movie leans a little bit more into that and i it's something that i enjoy i, I, I talk about this a lot with the uh the x-men podcast i do based on the animated series where it sometimes the the writing pulls you out of the universe because characters forget how the world works and that's something that this movie does particularly well in that Sure, yeah. like it's unbelievable that th- this weird fish creature came into land and then you know metamorphed into <laughs> Godzilla, <laughs> but the the movie leans into the fiction so hard that it feels realistic and it feels like it it doesn't mm. violate any of its own world building, which is which, right. is which is something that like is is hard to do. I think Pacific Rim does this pretty well too, where it's ridiculous. Like the idea that countries are building giant robots is just so absurd. <laughs> like it's just you can't even, but it 
it leans it takes itself so seriously while it's doing this that you just believe it like you're like okay fine that's that's totally cool and this movie is the yeah. same way like it's completely believable that this creature is metamorphosing and and evolving and it makes it terrifying like you said with the wings especially like when they start he's like oh my god this thing could be flying around pretty soon we got to do something y'all <laughs> and, and then in your head you're like yes godzilla with wings <laughs> as a viewer i was like hell yeah bring on the wings yes yeah. it's like be flying boys i think he's just gonna turn into king Ghidorah. it's like oh he just has three heads now so yeah you know and each one breathes a different kind of fire. One breathes ice. Oh. This is great lightning. You know, I'll watch that. <laughs> but I think it was—I yeah. think it was a nice touch that they—they they pick on eventually talking about his background, about obviously where the name Godzilla comes from or the name Gojira comes from. You know, they mention the fact it means uh, God incarnate on the—you know—from a particular you know island. You know, again, it's—I know you could, it could be seen as fan service, but I think again, it, it's nice because it's not heavily put in it's just you know it's just a conversation it's put into a relevant conversation where you know you've got that um that aide from america isn't she the um who, mm. who, one who wants to become president of the u.s at some point oh, um yeah. uh, patterson yeah. you think yeah she you yeah. know so she she's obviously explaining to the crack team that you know the obviously his back and it, again it's relevant it's not it's not done in a super silly you know, these tribesmen once upon a time said they called Godzilla and, you know, and, you know, they sort of didn't, they just sort of said, look, yeah, this is what it means. And then they move on to it. And then they, again, they go back to the science. You see that, you know, 60 years previously, he, you know, he, he was eating nuclear waste at the bottom of the ocean. And, and, you, and again, it, again, it's silly in its own sense, but it, it's, but you think, yeah, that sounds possible. That sounds like it makes sense. You know, and then they're talking about, you know, where he's, his DNA is like eight times that of a human. You're like, yeah, I can definitely believe that. Um, I'm not going to argue really. Um, and, you know, and, and but then I think when they obviously mentioned about he goes back, you know, why do you go back to the sea? Oh, to cool down his nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, yes, that makes that perfect makes sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, that's why we build nuclear reactors in the ocean, right? So we can yeah. cool them down. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's good science. You know, it's not, exactly, you know, yeah. it, that's what I liked about it. It's science that behaves by rules that the movie sets up, and the yes. movie doesn't ever break those rules. So it's, it's no. even like I, I made that joke, um, and you can make that joke, but it doesn't like making that joke doesn't make the movie worse. Like it doesn't take me out of it when the when he goes back to the water. Um, mm. And you know, can we talk for a minute just about the cinematography of this movie? Because mm. uh, there's several times where you get the the city skyline. And way off in the distance and like, you know, a couple inches tall on your screen is Godzilla. And there's just a path of destruction behind him. Mm. And th- th- they do that so many times that I want to like, it, I was thinking last night, I'm going to watch this movie again and mark down time so I can make screenshots just so I could like make a Tumblr post about it. Just because I use them as my desktop background or whatever, like just stack yeah. them one by one so I can see all of them. It's just, especially with that trail of destruction behind it that they do, it's just so like the scale of it, it adds so much to the movie that Godzilla is just this huge that you could see it from this far away, that you could see the damage that it's caused. And you think to yourself, like, wow, like they people had to get the hell out of this thing's way because you had no <laughs> idea where it's coming and it's yeah. causing this much damage. Yeah. And they also, uh, they also zoom in really well. You know, that you have that street shot where it's completely silent and then you just see this tail like 10 times the size of, you know, a 10, pa- 10 passenger car train just silently swoop just over the roofs and over all the electrical wiring and stuff. 
and then it cuts back up and you see, oh yeah, no, Godzilla's here. He snuck up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His tail is huge though, isn't it? In this oh, he's, movie, this he's huge it big. He's massive. I mean, he's massive, <laughs> but even even proportionally, it is mm. a huge tail compared to the other yeah. iterations of no, the it, other movies. Yeah. It's twice his size. Yeah, yeah. it's massive. Anyway. Uh, I got the size stats up here. Uh, in his final form, Godzilla is 333 meters long. Which is a third of a kilometer. Yeah, it's like wow. three times Which the is size mostly of, or more than that of uh, the original Godzilla was only like fifty meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is literally the biggest version of him, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Like movie version, yeah. Yeah, and height wise, it just barely tops out over the twenty fourteen Godzilla, which I think was deliberate. <laughs> Yeah, like we're gonna make a like bigger bits one. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like the idea of a Godzilla arms race, so that every new Godzilla that comes out, it's nothing to do with the last one. It just has a bigger Godzilla, like to the point where we're uh, like, we're jumping out to a space satellite and we can see Godzilla walking I'm just, somewhere. I'm just, I'm just imagining like um a Tengen Topic or in Lagan style Godzilla, where it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's just in space. You know, put a put a Godzilla on top of my Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla yeah, they combine. It's the Godzilla yeah. Gatai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, fight the supernatural power. Yeah. <laughs> I think another aspect of this destruction that we definitely can't ignore because it addresses it, it goes out of its way is um, because he's a living nuclear reactor, he has, you know, there's emission. You're getting a plume, a mm. Godzilla plume that they call out and it it just echoes the wake that he's in um, and they show it on, I guess, some little computer monitors that there's just this wave mm. of radiation that's in his trail. Mm. And so you're not, it's not his immediate effect and it's not just the disaster mm. that he's causing. It's, he's rendering this area like uninhabitable, like for the future, mm. you know, and they, they talk yeah. about his, you know, his Godzilla um, isotope half-life or whatever at the end of the film. Um, and it's, yeah. Yeah. it's, thankfully short like it's only so many months and they can probably rebuild in like two years or whatever um which again echoes what happened with um daichi is that the the radiation wasn't as bad as they it could have been i mean it it did go out to sea and that's the problem but inland um they're they're still able to start going back and rebuilding um and that's another aspect i think that this is they're using to kind of echo um that disaster Mm. And I think that if it makes it like that much more frightening, is you you could have been missed. Mm. You could have your house could have just been in the wind direction of the plume. He didn't have to step on you, and you're just you're you've gotten cancer or something horrible. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's that you know collateral damage um, that's not mm. just physical. Uh, that I think yeah. um, a lot of this movie, uh, you know, we're watching it through western um, interpretation of course but this has to have been that much more terrifying um if you're in japan and watching this mm. <laughs> oh yeah uh there was that there was that really great thing talking about the radiation where um they were doing a, a report to one of the ministers on it and they just showed him like a feed on twitter with everyone with their little hand geiger counters on twitter going why yeah. is the geiger counter going up uh excuse me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I, but- um 
I watched this with my grandparents the, the last time I watched it, and they were confused as to like, why does people have Geico counters? Well, <laughs> in real life, <laughs> I think a lot of people have Geico counters there, I and mean, they're these little <laughs> handheld ones because they're yeah. concerned with radiation. Yeah, absolutely. It must. Have, it must have. You know, for the if you were actually the people in the film, you would think, "Oh God, it's happening again." You know, it must be. It's, you know, it's playing into those old fears that you know mm. people living there would. You know, putting aside, they've got this. You know, absolutely gigantic monster tearing them. You know, their cities apart. The fact they've got to then contend with that. You know, so there's. It, like you said, it's playing in the back of their mind that even if they somehow manage to take him down, they've got to then deal with that afterwards again. You know, it's just it's just insult to injury for them, really. Mm. And uh, we see this a little bit uh, when we when we took a look at uh, Pacific Rim. Is the the corpses of Ooh. the kaiju yeah. are you know they're destroy they're they're destroying the environment that their blood is, mm. you know, anathema to our our planet. And this is the same thing other than it's, uh, I guess, technically it's sort of man-made, like we did it to ourselves. <laughs> so that's worse. Yeah. 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 I mean, it only gets worse from there as well. Yeah. Because he, <laughs> he starts using it deliberately as a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, this is... Can I can I talk about how great a take this is on Godzilla's atomic breath? Yeah, oh, it's like, oh, it, so this good. Is, this bit this is the penultimate. Yeah, because he starts glowing, and everyone's like, uh, "What's with uh, what's with that glow over there?" And uh, Godzilla opens his mouth, and you know the jaw splits slightly, like um, almost like a snake without the uh, attachment. You know, snake yeah. jaws split yeah. at the bottom. Um, and you hear sort of a bit of build up sound, and then there's this fire and smoke just starts vomiting out of his mouth and covers what looks like most of Tokyo. <laughs> it's like a disc, at least. It, it covers the whole yeah. lot of, lot oh, of square it's... kilometers. Yeah, and then, and then you know, the heat finally gets high enough where that entire smoke cloud just ignites, and there's this sea of fire covering this entire area, but it just keeps getting hotter and hotter, and it turns white and then white-purplish, and we finally get that concentrated sort of laser beam that just goes yeah. infinitely yeah it just, we, it just, we, we never seen end to it <laughs> no it's, it is awesome isn't it it's you know visually oh. even though it's horrific from a destruction point of view you know the, i must mm. admit when i when i first saw it i was like oh that is so good <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's it's so you know because in other films you know he and again especially mm. in the the 2014 version when we covered that one mm. where he can even though it has got some good bits it, it can be a bit of a letdown you know where you you know it doesn't sh- you don't f- you feel like he's not at his true potential whereas this mm. godzilla balls to the wall goes for it you know there's no i mean when he gets to the the next the bit which i call the laser show which is the bit <laughs> on, you know, like, afterwards where he obviously evolves because the, the stealth bombers are you know dropping bombs on him and he he his back turns into like yeah like a, a laser yeah, beam right. show it's yeah. oh it's just like like wow where did that come from it's just <laughs> you know it's you know as a fan you know a, you know a viewer but also a fan Oh, you know they properly went all out mm. with this one. They again, what well, we I know we made a joke of it earlier, where there's where they you know they're trying to outdo the 2014 American version, but 
they really are in this case. You know, they've really <laughs> done him. You know, visually he looks fantastic, but even his his attacks, his laser, even the mm. fact it's purple, I just think you know, it's just like yeah, that looks you know, because usually obviously blue in in yeah. the other incarnations, but that looks great. You know, it just it, oh, he just visually looks fantastic. Mm. And the yeah. sound design yeah. when it moves from the like the, uh. the wide fire breath and it goes into that. It's almost yeah. like when you have a butane lighter, right? Like yeah, that high pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it does a really like it's like the sound design is just right on the mm. money with exactly what you would expect to hear from a flame like that. And that that purplish white is just I don't I don't know if it's like a video game thing or a movie thing. Like I don't know why, but that just like it just screams hot, right? Like it's mm. just, it just screams that it's so hot that it would literally melt anything that it touched. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, once you get to the laser show when Pink Floyd's The Wall starts playing, if you like, <laughs> the bombers, um, like all of those beams coming out of his out of out of his back, and then he does the thing where he shakes himself back and forth, so these beams are just just mm. going, and they're just yeah. ripping through hundreds of buildings and just yeah. demolishing everything around it. And it's so, it's just so like it's not premeditated he's just doing no. it and it's just yeah. meaningless like there's no it's not like he's like this building in particular he's just like fuck all the <laughs> fuck everything that I see, like, just yeah. everything that i see like it's 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 vicious and it's just and it's unrelenting in a way that mm. i i have mm. never really seen in a godzilla movie we, no, we talked definitely. about that earlier about how um man i think you mentioned that godzilla was never a horror movie for me it was always just like mm. a it was a fun action movie. Like it was an yeah. Indiana Jones movie. And then uh, there might be scary parts, but it wasn't really meant to be that way. Yeah. And this feels like they are actively going after you. <laughs> like this feels like yeah. they want you to feel like you were in this city and you have to run away from Godzilla. Well, I mean, because you, about, you can't, oh, sorry, you can't run. What, what are you going to do? Like that was the, when they do the light show, um, and we've already seen him be impervious to to most everything, other than like those bunker busters that was dropped on him. Um, they, they're like he has an active radar; like he, you can't sneak yeah. up on him. What could they possibly do? This just raises the stakes so high, and you're you're just going. How is science going to solve this one, guys? What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it always seems like he's pulling it out of the bag every time, isn't he? It's like every time he's got something else in his locker, isn't he? It's, mm. And you, mm. you're just not expecting it. Because, to be honest, in, in the other films, he generally has got his, his, you know, his energy breath. And, the, you know, he's got a few other little bits, but that's generally it. But you, he'd not, he's not got gone to this level. Now, like I said, he's got he's got his own proximity radar, which then, you know, I mean, what's where did that come from? It's, it's, again, it, it sounds like where they when they were designing this film, they had it all written on a whiteboard, right? What can we put on him? Yes, great idea. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Your idea as well. We'll have your But it works. It doesn't, you don't feel like, yeah, that's just silly. No, it, all it's mm. trying to portray is, again, it's highlighting where, you know, he's God incarnate this is the destruction he's bringing he's properly bringing it this time he's not mucking there's no mucking around with it and you know obviously he's been provoked through you know throughout this and and it's funny where he's gone from this you know hulking mess dragging himself around where they're almost mocking him to where he's literally you know gone the completely other end where he, he now means business and he's tearing it up <laughs> completely it's 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 great going from one end to the other yeah, I mean this. This definitely puts the God in Godzilla <laughs> when, they, when they did this. I mean, where are they going to go? What are they going to do next? That's that's like 
a yeah. big question. Um, and I mean, I, I could Mothra, see like because I want to see the studio take on Mothra so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see Mothra. Mothra. Yeah. Um, yeah, any of the <laughs> any of them, like what, what are they going to do with the the rest of the Monster mm-hmm. Island? I mean, there's a lot of craziness. I guess you could pull out. Um, I definitely could see the the Mecha Godzilla route. I mean, they're they're going to have to go whole hog, new science, build a you know build your um, your mech to, to mech fight this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's insult to injury the fact that he, he then after all that destruction which again visually is, I was going to see there's he's taken out the electricity isn't he just a bit earlier so it's all dark so it even you know it turns it into a real light show after he's done all that destruction he then fall you know I know he does it scientifically but he falls asleep effectively <laughs> he's like I, I, I sleep now and he's like, you're like what you've just done all that and you just fall <laughs> but you know, I think again that played quite well, and again it, it then encourages the second half of the film, which is a lot more dialogue-driven, isn't it, compared to the first half? Yeah, I mean, this turns into what do they get like thirteen days um, to figure out what to do? I mean, it's not an hour or two he's sleeping; he's literally mm-hmm. you got two weeks um, to come up with something, and that's not enough time. They they hammer that point home. Even um, I guess the UN or no, as the president, um, they sort of cut back to the US briefly, and they're like, "What's Japan gonna do?" There's not enough time. Um, I guess to I guess to preface that, uh, they've agreed that the weapons aren't working. They're gonna they're gonna drop a nuclear bomb on him and hope and hope that that does something. Um, yeah. But in the process of doing that, they have to evacuate. Uh, Tokyo and all yeah. of the wards and all of the um, the precincts around it. It's millions of people. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but we, you know, we're watching this um, off the heels of uh, potential evacuations in the U.S. for Houston. There was um, some uh, hurricane and, and some flooding going on, and they were discussing the logistics of of doing that. And it's a much much smaller, um, no, although no less large, population. Uh, but it's not six point whatever three million people um, trying to evacuate, and uh, in it was hard for me to watch that part because you know even for us we're seeing real world um, effects of natural disasters and things that require you know this much logistics and in, in moving people. Hmm. That's something that I I love that the movie is obsessed with that. Um... Like as for as much as the all of the bureaucracy political stuff is is kind of a satire about how slow government moves, it's also rather inspiring to me. Um, like um, as listeners may know, uh, the U.S. government is <clears throat> in kind of a weird position right now. <laughs> we're 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 experiencing some difficulties, some technical difficulties, you might say. Um, <laughs> Uh, but seeing this government uh, be so concerned for getting its citizens out of the way and making sure that it doesn't overstep its bounds. Um, there's, there's a real neat scene right at the beginning where they're planning to shoot a bunch of missiles at, at Godzilla and it has to be called off at the last minute because the area wasn't evacuated and there had been too much collateral mm-hmm. damage and, you know, and showing, <clears throat> showing that path of, you know, somebody seeing a citizen on the ground. Um, I think they were in a helicopter at this point and then relaying that information yeah. through the chain of command so that the prime <laughs> minister then has to make a difficult decision. And then it, the, the movie follows that decision back the other direction 
all the way through the bureaucracy, like from the strategic command to the, you know, to the, I don't I don't remember quite remember all the names, but to the military mm. command and then to the commander out in the field and then back to that helicopter pilot. So he says, call it off, call it off, call it off. Um, that, that stuff is really fascinating to me. I, I, yeah. I just, I just find it interesting that they were so concerned. And then as the movie progresses, there's so much destruction that they actually lose parts of their government so that people have to step in and the way that they reassemble their teams and, you know, yeah, we, we've got people missing and we've got people dead, but you know, we have to do the job. Like they wouldn't want us to stop at this point. We have to keep going. Is Yeah, definitely. It's something it's, it's, mm. I, I said inspiring and it, it really is like, I work with a lot of local governments in my job and my day job and nobody works this way. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Like, uh, especially in, in Louisiana for, um, for non us people, Louisiana is pretty much, it's pretty well known for its, it's corrupt government. Um, in fact, one of our most famously corrupt governors, uh, actually created his own newspaper just to, to say nothing about, nothing but good things about his <laughs> governorship, <laughs> which is, which is really crazy. But, um, uh, yeah, like nothing actually works like this in the real world. And uh, to see this and to see this ideal and to see it be crushed and then come back and then to actually succeed at the end, like, I guess, spoiler alert or whatever, but like, you know, <laughs> this works. <laughs> um, and then it's also interesting to me and I'm, I'm curious I feel like I feel like I'm a little bit uneducated on how the rest of the world views the U.S., but the U.S. is a as a major force in this movie, um, but it's not shown very much. And when it is, it's kind of shown in a negative light. Every time we see the prime minister talk to the president, like he gets off the phone and he's like, "Nothing but unilateral commands, as we expected." Like mm. apparently, we just caught him up and was like, "You need to do this. Do it right now. Click." <laughs> like that's kind of sh- that's kind of a <laughs> shitty thing to do to a mm. you know a governing body. Um, so I. I don't know. I don't know. Like all of that bureaucratic and political stuff and the concern for its safety. And it's, it's just kind of like a well-oiled machine is something that I really, really enjoy. I don't know if you guys got as much value out of that as I did, but I'd be curious about to hear your opinions on it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree on that. I think, I think what I know in addition to what you've already said, I think was also, it felt like there was a slight passing on the torch uh, from a youth, you know, to the older style, you know, you've got um, the, 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 was it Patterson, you know, from the US point of view and the, again, I don't know his name, but the main, you know, the main uh, Japanese character where they're, they're obviously younger uh, people, you know, and there's, there's all, almost this forward thinking uh, aspect going on where they're going, yeah, okay, you know, we appreciate there's a lot, of, you know, it, it's all going down the pan at the moment, but they're willing to take on the responsibility, you know, so the old, you know, the older, old school uh, politicians and such like a right we'll just nuke it we'll just nuke him that'll sort it out whereas the you know the more youthful side of things go no we'll we'll come up with a better more efficient plan because ultimately this is our future at the end of the day and you know and again without i know we're, we're going through the movie but you know as when you get towards the end where when they do everything and and they're talking at the end but you know it is very forward thinking i think and i think that's quite again quite again it's quite encouraging that you know where that yeah you know i i think in some aspects, younger people can be seen by the older generations as, you know, slacking and not willing to take on responsibility, which is the case for some, but not the case for all. And I think, again, it's another a reminder that, yeah, the you know, the younger or youth of today or whatever you want to call it are willing not to take on responsibility, even if it is taking out a, you know, a, a creature the, <laughs> the size of a building, you know, it, you know, but the, 
but they're, they're thinking about the future as well. It's not just taking Godzilla down, it's the aftermath as well, which, you know, could be seen as the, the youth of today wouldn't think about that. But, you know, yes, they are. They are thinking about that. I guess to speak about the um, the politics that are occurring and the the U.S. Um, Japan relationship, so a lot of this hinges on their post war um, constitution that was drafted, and uh, the they were they remained a, basically a, a protectorate. I mean, now they're just an al- it's more of an ally. They're, they're a little bit more self governed, but their constitution that they're operating under that basically says that you know the, it's the Japan self-defense force they can't mobilize outside of the country and they can they're, they're as we see they're having to jump through hoops to mobilize inside the country they can't respond to a natural disaster with force of arms they have to you know go through different channels and different government organizations um the the u.s uh when they wrote their new constitution after the war the u.s drafted a lot of that like they made revisions and controls and put on a lot of things in place so you know we wouldn't have a repeat of world war ii but that didn't go away there there is a heavy hand um still um between the u.s and, and japan like even even today this this you know this plays it up a little bit more for um for the film but it's still there so again those points like they're valid and that's that view of, you know, uh, the U.S. relation uh, with Japan isn't, like, far wrong from how it, uh, it unfortunately still is. Fascinating. I, I just I found that stuff really interesting, and especially when there was a moment where America sent a team of experts in, and they kind of give a little bit of information, and then they take a lot of information. Well, yeah, they just from, take uh, over, like, the operation. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they just leave. Like, they mm-hmm. get what they need to do, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we're probably going to have to nuke this place. So then they just jet. Well, yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah. well, we can't be here when we drop the bomb. I mean, that that yeah. doesn't make any and, sense. Uh, Evacuate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that whole sort of second half was really cool to me. Like um, like you said, Jeremy, I find the uh, the sort of the politics stuff in it pretty interesting. It's just cool to see how everything sort of works. And then you get that second half where everyone is, it's been, you know, it's been the terrible attack. You know, Tokyo set on fire. Everything, you know, above 20 meters tall has been cut down by a laser at this point, I'm pretty sure. Um, but everyone in the movie is just like, no, we've got we to gotta knuckle down and work out a way to solve this without the U.S. getting involved. Um, and it, there's this sort of poignant moment where um, the U.S. envoy, Kaiko and Patterson, is talking with um the lead character is like, I, I'm going to stay here because I'm not going to let them drop another bomb on this country. And it's just run into the, like, uh, like you said, Dave, we're viewing this through sort of a more Western lens, but um, that's, that's a really big thing within the, within the plot of the film. The U S has said, Hey, we're going to nuke Japan again, by the way, <laughs> this is clearly the only thing we can do. Uh, and they, they treat it pretty seriously as well. Like everyone's, like another bomb again and all that. And uh, it really lends a sense of sort of weight and urgency to that short, well, it's like half the movie, but it's that short 13-day period they've got to work with to attempt to shut down Godzilla rather than just try and blow it up. Yeah, I mean, that that's like part of the agreement, I think. they um, the, the UN uh, Security Council, I guess, uh, 
sort of steps into to oversee this um, bomb dropping uh, and uh, part of the resolution, uh, which Japan had to rely on their French allies to, um, and that, that there's a lot of cool international cooperation. It's they they rely on some connections with the French to sort of stall the uh, the bomb dropping by like another day. Um, and then they, I want to say that they get a hold of their uh, German contacts to to use their um, supercomputers to yeah, crunch some yeah. crunch some numbers. So that's that's a lot of cool um, inter or intercultural collaboration. Um, but oh, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that just, that's, that's it. Speaks to like how it's an idealistic view of the way that world governing bodies should work together. Um, yeah, because I don't scene, think that they function this way no, like, as, as idealistically. Yeah, like, anyway. <laughs> um, and it, that scene when they, I want to say it's Germany too, where they go to uh, what has to be like a CERN knockoff, right? Like that has to be what that, they're kind of trying yeah. to portray in that, mm. um, like a high-end research facility. Um, and then someone's like, why would we do this? Like, you know, they're just going to drop the nuclear bomb on it. And then the the older character is like, this is what we do. Like, this is, you always yeah. help people. Like, this is, of course, we're going to help them with their research. And we'll, t- you know, it doesn't matter if they have access to our system. They need our help. And, you know, that that's that's an inspiring thing to do. Like, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, we're, we're going to do it. <laughs> Screw the U.S. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I, yeah. I find all of this stuff ex- extremely fascinating, and I and I'm not lying. I'm going to say it again, but like I want to put uh, Peter Capaldi from In the Loop in oh, this movie. Yes. Like, I think it would just like having him deal with this crisis on an international level would be so amazing and interesting mm. to see. And mm. honestly, like I, I don't know if there's plans for a sequel. I know there's plans for the sequel to the U.S. version of Godzilla. I guess they're trying to set up a, a franchise like most movies are nowadays. Mm. But um. Yeah, like, I don't know if I can watch another Godzilla movie without this kind of level of of coordination. Like it's so unrealistic <laughs> thinking that it's just like the one action hero in the 2016 movie, right? Or 2014 yeah. movie oh, that, yeah. that, that took him down or, or whatever. Like that's just so it's so dumb and corny now that after having seen this um, level of international cooperation happen. Yeah, it's, I mean it's mm. not even a, a country working. It's it's that community the global effort to stop this thing that is a global threat. You know, we, we come to find out uh, toward the end of the film. Yeah. There's, um, there's that really great line actually in the first half of the film where they're assembling the, um, the special research teams, which is like a realistically, we're all a bunch of lone wolves, nerds, nerds whatever, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the, but it's good though because again, that's human nature, isn't it? To come together in in the moments of crisis that put you know it, it's almost like a saying: put aside your politics because you don't have time for it. I know, obviously, a lot of the film is about that, and obviously the the, the negative comment, connotations that come with it. But like I said, the ultimate goal is put your politics aside, deal with the threat, and then you know once that's sorted, you can then move on. You know, with rebuilding which is obviously ultimately what they have to do. Mm. I think um, in, the, in the the first third of the film, um, there's another line uh, where they're, they're basically, I want to say if it's the prime minister, but everyone's relieved. It's the first time that Godzilla was turned, you know, went back into the ocean. So he was on mm. shore for like two hours. Um, and the, everyone's like, Oh, um, you know, we, two, we made it through, two hours and you know, we survived and he's gone. And then, um, yeah. I want to say it's the new, um, 
Rando, Rando Yaguchi yeah. is the uh, yeah. cabinet secretary that's doing a lot of the, the groundwork. Um, I want to say it's him, and he says, no, we we didn't get anything done in two hours. It could have been, you know, we're, mm. we're lucky that he stopped because our hands are tied. It's not that we succeeded in deterring him two hours later. It's two hours of us sitting on our hands doing nothing while he just destroyed everything, <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. it's that like they're, they're making, you know, they're, they're making no bones about lambasting like the old, uh, the old <laughs> way of, you know, doing things in this, in this bureaucracy and how that has to change. And, you know, how, uh, thankfully how it sort of does. I mean, they still have to jump through a lot of red tape to get anything done, but, um, mm. you know, it's, uh, it's just interesting to see that, they recognize that it's an inefficient way of government, but it's, it's, they're so hung up on like decorum and, you know, propriety that that's just how it works. Like the system just does that and you just deal with it. But mm. that has to change because obviously um, you can't stop a national uh, disaster <laughs> uh, with that level of um, red tape. Yeah, I do. Um, um, I guess th- that all leads us up to the the ending where they have, have um, concocted this plan to freeze Godzilla based on yep. knowledge. And um, I, I just mm. want to call out uh, someone mentioned about his like extraordinarily complex DNA. They, they discover that through this scene <laughs> and the cinematography in the scene. I think it's great where like everyone's facing directly into the camera and there's this weird green dots and they're all kind of looking at it. And I just yeah. I love that shot so much. Like it was it was so good that my wife who was watching this movie with me because she's a very patient and loving woman. <laughs> over, it, was like, it, it was like man this excuse, the shots in this movie are great huh and i was like yes they are <laughs> i'm so excited yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I like this concept of um we're just basically going to freeze him and then shove a bunch of bombs in his mouth right like that's pretty much what happens <laughs> yeah well <laughs> but again yeah. it shows it coming together as well because they're having to call in favors aren't they to get the equipment mm. they need to to oh yeah, you know, yeah. put yeah, it together, with, aren't they? Again, internationally, they're they're pulling parts yeah. from China uh, from Hong Kong is sending them yeah. uh, trucks that they can use yeah, to no. store the yeah. um, the coagulant. Yeah, mm, mm, yeah. They're like brokering and, crazy deals <laughs> to try to get this yeah, stuff done yeah. in you know <laughs> fourteen days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and on the last day they say, "Oh, wait, we need another day. Make a deal with France." Yeah, postpone <laughs> <laughs> <Just laughs> that bomb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, I mean that's another then... thing that we see. Um, uh, Japan uh, since like '92 um, has been in like economic dire straits. They've just had problem after problem economically. The um, Fukushima Daiichi reactor set them back another. I don't remember what it was like 13 years um, mm. before they can recover and be somewhere, you know, normal. Um, that, that hurts their economy, uh, their, their job situation. They have a, a big problem with um, their uh, aging population. They're, they're mm-hmm. very soon going to have more elderly people um, than young in the country. Uh, and, mm. and that's another thing that we see because all of this, um, all the, the politicians, all the generals, everyone, they're, they're old. They're not young guys. And the, the up-and-coming crowd, they're 
it's a smaller, it's a smaller little cabinet. It's, it's, there's not a lot of guys that are that look like they're in, in within the film that are in the government that are young. So yeah. when this, you know, this vast um, quadrant of the population dies and there's like no one left to run the country, that's another thing that I think this film sort of is addressing uh, tangentially. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of like little things that you can. I've watched this movie about three times uh, so far, and I'm always catching something new. Uh, they they put so much uh, detail into this movie that I think you know it owes uh, at least a second viewing to to Definitely. pick up on stuff. Well, it's yeah, good there's a line they... in the oh, in the Wikipedia yeah. um, that says like directly before the closing credits, Godzilla's tail shows humanoid creatures frozen in the middle of emergence. And yeah, I guess I just totally missed this last night. Oh like, yeah, I was there are a couple of beers. Yeah, but oh. I, I, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's I, quite I'm, scary. Yeah, it's I, uh, I definitely shot. need to go find that screenshot because I want to go look at that immediately. Yeah, they look horrifying, and it's um, yeah. because he, re- or I guess it's just Godzilla. It's not a gender um, re- reproduces yeah. asexually. Um, you could conceivably have like five or six of these things just running around. Um, and if each mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. is able to spawn five or six more, I mean, like this would be this, that's why they're trying to stop him so urgently yeah. because this isn't yeah. a, a national disaster. This is a global threat that the other nations don't recognize. They're like, Oh, we'll just drop a bomb and you know, that'll take care of it. But that just sweeps it under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, is, I guess, that's... also talking about, you know, uh, the, the Fukushima, oh, we were getting, um, uh, some of that radiation is coming into, you know, it's hitting Hawaii. It's hitting uh, California. That, although it's a, technically it's a local disaster, that went global. That radiation yeah. went, you know, across the ocean. I think that's what this is probably, you know, talking about. But also yeah. frightening. Those, those guys look horrifying oh, people. Oh, it's horrific. It's, it's great. It's like, uh, it's basically an HR Geiger moment. You know, that just the way the design is, it's this organic kind of not quite synthetic thing where they're sort of just, it looks like their spines are coming sort of fused out of parts of the tail and they're sort of clawing their way out. Is that, yeah? Yeah, it looks really yeah. weird. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. um, like a frozen mm. tableau of, uh, you know what it looks like? It looks like those walls in um, Yahar Ghul and Bloodborne where the people yeah. are frozen yeah. into the yeah. Yeah. stone. It looks like that. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's actually sparked a lot of debate, as far as I've been able to tell, about what um it means within the film. Uh, jumping back, there's there's a sort of an Easter egg back to the first Godzilla with a a character who's never actually seen called Goromaki. Is a the researcher who uh, yeah whose boat is found at the very start of the film, uh, and the Easter egg being in the original Godzilla film, Goromaki is the scientist who works out how to defeat Godzilla. Yeah, he um, um, comes up with that. Uh, the oxygen destroyer is what yeah, yeah, ultimately yeah. kills the first Godzilla. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, there's a there's a lot of debate and ideas that because the boat was right there where Godzilla first appears in this film, and Goromaki's gone and disappeared after all these years with this sort of grudge against Japan and anyone who uses nuclear energy for anything. There's like uh, a lot of debate of is that his DNA being used by Godzilla to spawn smaller sort of easier to hide children because it knows it's about to be crippled or contained yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. And well, they're just, also like humanoid mm, looking. They don't look like, yeah, they look like yeah. people. 
Um, yeah, that's why. That's part of why people yeah, think that kind of thing. That's pretty cool. Um, and they talk it's about so, in the movie so that as since he can evolve, there's a line. Um, I don't know if it's because I watched this um, in the English and then in Japanese, and there's a little bit of difference okay. between the, um, yeah. the script. Uh, but in the Japanese version, they say that he can change his size, like smaller. Like he could just shrink. Yeah, yeah. And I oh. don't know what the limit of that <laughs> yeah. is. Maybe he could be like a little mini Zilla. Um, yeah, yeah. Just a person-sized one of these is like insanely weaponizable. Mm. Oh, you yeah. Know? Just imagine any of those beams. Just at the human level, it's no less destructive mm. and way harder to track down. You know, you, you can't miss mm. Godzilla, but you could miss a little, little <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. I just I just looked it up and yeah I totally saw that last night so I don't know I just had a massive brain hemorrhage that I <laughs> remember that when I read it in the Wikipedia line but yeah that's that looks great I was also yeah. I, was, I was looking for um, screenshots for this movie and uh, for you know research purposes or, or whatever and there's uh, mm-hmm. something on Reddit that just said whale skeleton with a question mark <laughs> I just I not just love that as a as a search result but also like I guess people mm-hmm. think that that's a whale skeleton at the end oh of the yeah. Too. Uh, yeah. there, there's there's been a lot of debate as well because um people think there's a face at the end of the tail during parts of the film. That's yeah, another thing that, with yeah. all marking theories. Yeah, it's like is that a face at the end? Or, yeah, or well, that, that's all another nod to um the Godzilla is a portmanteau mm-hmm. um, of Kujira, which is the Japanese word for whale and like yeah. God. So they that's mm-hmm. also maybe a nod to um, just the origins. Yeah, that would be pretty yeah. cool too. If basically um, Goro Maki like did this on purpose, like what if because he was so mad, what if he like weaponized himself, like combined yeah, his DNA yeah. with a whale and fed it radiation? I don't know, who knows? Um, yeah, but that would definitely yeah. be uh, just another tie-in to like this. What if Godzilla is you know a man-made disaster? Mm. Mm. <sighs> Uh, I mean, what, what do we have anything else to, I think that pretty much wraps up yeah. the, um, the film, um, but any, any yeah. thoughts or lingering things before we, uh, tie this whole thing together? Uh, I was going to say, I think the, I think the, the actual scene where they look to freeze him is the actual build up to it is quite cool. I must admit, I enjoyed the, mm. where they use trains as bombs. Yeah, send use, in the remote like, trains. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that was great. Especially the second time they do it where literally the trains are for, you know, riding up his legs, up his body and then sort of <laughs> exploding on yeah. top of him. It's, yeah. It's, you know, again, it's, it's a really good scene actually. And I think that, that again, they show it without, with, you know, show it while he's out there trying to do it. Uh, what I'm trying to say, they're, they're trying to do it to the point where they're really struggling, aren't they? Because they they're actually you know they he's taking out the cranes, they're you know using his his uh, flame breath, and it's like oh no, it's going back you know to destruction again and such like. But it, it's you know it's done really well, and it's I think it's quite a good end to it, and especially when he you know when he stiffens at the end and and freezes, it's 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 really good. And I think the the end mm. bit where which I said earlier where you've got um, the two characters which are you know potential future you know prime ministers and presidents it's a nice ending to it you know where it's where they realize that yeah we're going to have to rebuild now you know we've we've sorted him out but we're going to look to the future and you know hopefully make it a better world so it's but 
you know, it's one of those where it's almost got a happy ending, but it's a bit bittersweet at the same time as well. No, I mean, mm. they didn't defeat Godzilla. He's just frozen sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just, that's that idea of that, that, you know, that future threat. And they're going to have to look at that. Like, what are they going to move him? I don't think so. He's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just well, sitting I, there in yeah, the middle of the city <laughs> forever until yeah. he unfreezes. Uh, he is heavy. He's 92,000 tons, according to the wiki. Yeah, I mean, they had to drop, like, three buildings on him to kind of pin him. Yeah. That's after he's half, like, frozen. <laughs> yeah, this was pretty brutal, mm. just trying to deal with him. Yeah. I'm always uh, curious when stuff like this happens in movies about, like, the ramifications it would have on uh, the arts. Because you know in the next mm. five to ten years that um, with this giant specter of, over the whole city, like, it was going to drastically change the, you know, the artistic output of a song, oh, yeah. right? Like, yeah, your mm, plays definitely. and your movies and your comics and music, and it'll, it'll, it'll find its way into everything, including, like, economic impacts. If they, mm. uh, Pacific Rim did a really good job of this. You know, people basically harvesting these, these weird monsters to use as weird things, but, you know, medicinal uses or, you know... <laughs> erectile dysfunction drugs or, or whatever <laughs> right some, some ground up um, mm-hmm. Godzilla bone or Godzilla mm-hmm. got stiff and so can you <laughs> hey there's the episode title um, no I'm always fascinated <laughs> uh, iTunes will not uh, like that I don't think no I guess uh, not um I don't know. I, I listen to my dad makes a, my dad wrote a porno and they say some pretty egregious stuff on that show so I would imagine anything goes but uh Mm. I, uh, I I just I I like this ending. Like it's it's a it's a good satisfactory conclusion while still uh, leaving kind of that horror movie openness that a lot of horror movies love to do. Like it's not it's not you know Freddy's laugh at the end of the credits or it's not Jason popping out of the the water or anything and then smash to, to credits. But it's it still mm. leaves you kind of hanging. But everything in the movie feels wrapped up. Like I feel like I've I've got satisfactory conclusions on all of the government stuff and all of the like on the ground details. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much into this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a personal favorite bit of trivia, which is the community has assigned nickname for each of Godzilla's forms in the movie, uh, depending where they happen. So we have Kamara-kun, our little belly crawling lizard dude. We've got Shinagawa-kun when he first stands up. And then we have Kamakura-san, and people get a lot more respectful of him when he gets super tall and scary, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just some respect. Yeah. Uh, you're, not, you're not my friend anymore. You're my superior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, that wraps us up. Um, it's been a blast uh, having you on here, Jeremy. Um, mm. We got to talk about many myriad things, various and sundry um, tidbits. <laughs> and Not we only, Godzilla and we only brought up the Souls games once. Uh, yeah, that's a, yeah, I mean, yeah. we do the same thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I shoehorned Bloodborne in, too, so. Uh, I almost made a ROM reference. Well, myself. you did now, it's, yep. <laughs> it's oh, in here. It is. <laughs> you just got sidetracked from trying to close this thing. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Jeremy, uh, where can uh, folks find you on the interwebs, should they be so inclined? Uh, do you guys have like 30, 45 minutes for me to go through everything? <laughs> yeah, we can do that too. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, 
the easiest place to, to get at me is on Twitter, which is at JG Greer. Uh, I host several podcasts. Um, the one that would probably be closest to your audience hearts is a podcast called Monster of the Week, which where we're covering um, every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And it's, you know, a lot of monsters in there. You know, we, we talked about Wendigos a, a whole bunch and um, we're kind of way into the meta plot. So they're, they're leaving the actual monster of the week behind to, in favor of angels and demons and a lot of overt homosexual overtones. Um, but it's still, <laughs> there still will be, you know, eventually we're going to get to seasons where they, they introduce the concept of like alpha monsters. So you have like an alpha vampire that... It's basically the the first or original vampire that's ever created, which is gets into a lot of fun stuff. Uh, we launched a Patreon for that recently, and if you're interested in supporting that show, Patreon.com/slash/MonsterOfTheWeek, you can get some cool stuff. We have a lot of cool ideas. We're going to be covering all sorts of stuff, um, including the monster, the supernatural anime, which I hear is bad, ridiculous, and good. It's, <laughs> so uh, it's special. Kinda, it's yeah, that's, I've, I've heard it's very special. I actually watched the first episode of it right back when it came out, but. Yeah. Back then, I was even less mm. interested in anime well, than I am now. It's a little jarring because um, uh, Jensen Ackles only voices himself like in the last episode, so you yeah, get just very, uh, very strange, just an earful of uh, Jared Padalecki for <laughs> all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, and I do other podcasts too. Uh, Don't give up skeleton is my souls related podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this, I will have episodes with all three of these dudes out around on, on during the same week, if not the same day, actually to my shame, I don't know when you release this podcast yeah. every week. But, well, we'll, um, we'll, uh, we'll work out the logistics and put these out as a four episode, yeah. uh, mega pack. Oh, there we go. Those lucky, lucky listeners. Yeah. I you know, enjoy <laughs> five hours of us. <laughs> chatting, chatting on some dark souls and some monster shit so i'm, I'm excited about it oh, it's gonna be good it'll be great um and then i have other shows too dark insight is a general gaming pack podcast uh days of future cast yep. is the x-men animated series coverage podcast you can find really i, I retweet all those on my Twitter, so that's the best place to find me is at jg greer so yeah thank you very much for, for allowing me to guest y'all it's, this has been fantastic like i the chance to gush over a movie like this for an extended amount of time is, is few, few and far between. So I'm I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you, and you're always welcome back. So if there's a uh, a book, movie, film, game, anything that catches your eye uh, on a particular yeah. monster, uh, hit us up, and we'll uh, get it all sorted. Um, Matt, where can we find you? Uh, on Twitter, like everyone else, uh, at Ninja Badger Seven, the number seven. That's the best place to find me. Got a few little projects in the works at the moment. Just trying to find time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest problem. <laughs> time. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we'll announce things in time <laughs> when I have some. Uh, how about you, Cameron? Uh, tweet at me. I'm at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, yeah, uh, Dave, yourself? Uh, I'm also on Twitter, sentinot underscore plus. As always, it will be in the notes. Um, I will put the links to your various uh, <laughs> points of contact, Jeremy, um, in our show notes as well. <laughs> uh, also a link to the, the Patreon. Um, it's the, their Supernatural podcast. It's, it's good stuff, guys, so uh, mm. give that a listen. Um, mm-hmm. Take a look at their, their Patreon. Nice there's, a, there's a couple... Um, you know, reasonably priced tiers and you get some, some cool, uh, early access stuff. Um, so yeah, take a look at that. And, um, I think that's a, that's a wrap for us. So, uh, 
It's great talking to you guys. Um, Definitely. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to do this again. You know, next week or something, or uh, in two days, or I'll tomorrow. No, it's tomorrow. Godzilla tomorrow. Too. It's tomorrow. <laughs> twenty-four hours. It's within twenty-four <laughs> hours, and we'll be talking about ghosts. So, uh, we'll, we'll have some good times. Um, yeah, that's that's it for us, uh, dear listener. We'll uh, be back in your your ears uh, this weekend. So, goodbye. Bye. 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 Uh-huh.